Hey guys, hope you're well. So, yesterday my idea was to put a tweet out on Twitter and I suggested that if you guys basically commented a topic that you'd like me to talk about, then I'd cover that topic in a bit more detail. Um, and so, one of the... One of the let me go let me go read it actually that makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, so Sorcha Mullen, how to drown out the negative negative thoughts when racing, especially when you're in the mix to medal. So that got six likes. There's a couple of other questions, and I mean like I I I will do this again. So thanks for submitting questions. Um. But I, I did say whatever question gets the most likes and, and sorry, you got the most likes at six. So um, before I answer, I'll tell you yesterday I did my second session back. We did three mile, two mile, one mile. It was pretty good. Um, I felt good for maybe like like the first three mile was roughly around 5.15 per mile. And I felt pretty good, but I don't know if I felt as good as I felt maybe six weeks ago when I did like 20 miles down there pretty quick, but that's okay. Like, I, I think it's common post-marathon to lose a little bit of that sort of like, remember I talked about like that, like fitness edge type feeling where you really feel like you're on top of things. You feel like your effort feels pretty easy, pretty comfortable. I probably lost a little bit of that. But that's what happens when you take two to three weeks off. Um, but then I think it sort of slowly comes back. So that's a good thing. Um, so that was that was my day yesterday. I also did gym last night. Told you guys how important that is for me right now. I've never really done gym on a session day. I don't know which I prefer. I'll see how I feel when I run this morning. Um, but I don't feel too bad. I walked about a little bit there. And, and, and it's actually maybe a good thing to make your harder day hard and then your recovery days slightly easier. I don't really have recovery days. Like every day tends to be pretty full on and pretty full schedule. So um, it's just that the speed slows down, but the volume's still high. So I don't know if they're actually recovery days. Okay, how to dry night. So first of all, I've talked about this before, but I've not always been in the mind frame that I'm in now. And so like when I was a kid, it wouldn't have mattered if I, it wouldn't have mattered if everybody in the stadium knew that I was going to win. So let's say it's um, Ulster schools. Let's say it's district schools. Let's say it's cross country. Let's say it's track. Um, let's say it's Irish schools. And, and I'm a prospect for a medal, you know, like, Back then, I'm not kidding, everyone in the stadium could have known that I could win a medal and I would have been like shitting myself essentially. I would have been real nervous, real worried. What if it doesn't work? Like what if I don't do well and my dad's drove two hours down here? But then let me fast forward to now, the athlete that I am now, like where I am mentally now, the the same negative remarks from my brain they still exist you know it's but but i process it differently so it's not like when i'm 
on the bus to Houston Marathon, it's not like I'm not thinking, oh, for feck's sake, I've told everybody I'm going to run 214. I better run 214. Or it's not like I'm not thinking like, yeah, but everything you did in training was at altitude. What if you're just getting better at being at altitude you know like these thoughts are very real it's it's and and they're they're worth they're worth considering you know like it's not it's not that it's not that your brain or your emotional side of things is like lying to you and that's sometimes why it's so powerful but at the same time i don't let it overwhelm me anymore like because if i'm being completely honest what the fuck does it matter if I didn't run 214? Or what does it matter if, if like back in the day, I didn't win a medal at like the Irish schools? Like, like we place so much importance on these minor details and these little things. If you really want a medal, prepare as hard as you can. Give yourself the best chance. Control what your brain is telling you. Just sometimes you literally need to just be like, yo, calm down right and and a, and a really good thing that somebody said to me once was i i used to be coached by a coach called damien gill um we we worked together pretty much when i was probably a inter boy in school right through to being a senior and honestly i I probably owe a lot to Damien because Damien went for the first time. I told you guys over to England the threshold test and et cetera et cetera so I'm on the start line of a club's cross country now Damien knows I can win this thing you know like i don't I don't know that I've probably never came higher than eighth place or seventh and Damien knows and and he probably also knows that I'm standing here like really nervous really scared and he and he just said, look like when think about the good things too so you're stood in the start line all this negative chit chat's going on you know and 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 that's what he said he said think of the good things too think of the good sessions too think of all the hard work and and so over the years i've developed different strategies it doesn't go away that's what i that's the point i want to make it doesn't go away so the only way to combat that is to develop different strategies to take yourself out of that negative mindset that I don't think is real. I don't think it's us. I think it's just this when something means something to you, it doesn't matter what it is, sport, maybe you're going on a first date with somebody, maybe it's an anniversary, maybe you've bought someone a gift and you're worried about what they're going to think of it. If anything means something to you, there's going to be that negative didn't Dr. Steve Peters called it a chimp. You can read Chimp Paradox. Like that probably helped me a little bit too to understand it a bit more and understand what's going on. Um, in Dr. Steve Peters' Chimp Paradox, he talks about two riders cycling up a hill. One rider will let that negative voice absolutely overwhelm them and they'll struggle. The other rider will either tell it to fuck off or compromise or reassure yourself with positive thoughts um olive lucknan our world medalist in the race walking um came with us to european cross country in 2013 and her talk was look guys you know it's it's when i was chasing medals and i was fit enough to gain medals it it wasn't it was never easier 
like it's not that I was in this amazing fitness and and it just felt easy to me. In fact, I'm pretty sure she said those were the hardest ones and they should be. If anything's worth having, it's really hard. Um, and anyway, she told us like if you're driving along in a car and the radio is playing a song that you don't like, just change the station. So like that, that was another really good little bit of advice. But yes, good bit of advice. How do you change the station? So for me, for me, it's the mantra. So it's the power of when I say I'm an animal to myself or it's the power of when I say I have a world-class running economy or it's the power when I say I am the fastest 10K runner or now marathon runner and and in the last couple of years, half marathon runner, you know, like as of as of right now, I think in the last... I know Paul Pollock maybe like four or five years ago ran like 62. Um, but maybe in the last four years, I'm the fastest 10K to marathon runner in Ireland. That's a really cool thing for the mantra that when things start getting tough and, and, and things start going not the way you'd want it to, that's a really nice thing to be able to say. And that's a really nice reassuring thing. So... I've talked about the mantras before. I've talked about how powerful they are. I use them in training sometimes when I'm having a shitty day. I also use them in races a lot. I use them on the start line. I use them on the bus to the race. And and they're just there for me. They're there for me when brain starts to go a wee bit, get a wee bit excited, let's call it. They're there for me. When when Houston Marathon started going tits up, like I've gone the wrong way, it's the first point in the race where... I'm not in control. And that was always going to happen at some point. I just didn't expect it to happen because I went the wrong way. So anyway, I'm, I'm not in control. I, I get, I get back on the course. I'm, I'm starting to get back on the group that had passed me. Um, and, and I remember just thinking like, Hey, like you, you need to calm down, you know, like you, you can't, it's like 12 miles to go. You can't, you can't finish this off if you're, if you're heated and bothered because you went the wrong way. And, um, and it was, it was about, it was about two or three mile later when the hamstring started like playing up. And, and I don't, maybe it's practice over years, but I didn't ever think like if, if, if my brain told me I'm not going to finish, like, it actually wasn't. It was. It was telling me like, hey, like, we, like, not like, not like we got this or anything like that. But it was. It was giving me strategies of how to slow down a little bit and get to the finish, rather than, hey, like, drop out. Hey, my hamstrings are done. You need to stop. And, and I don't know why. Like, I'm not used to that because one of my friends Scott overall joked that I should do a podcast about my thoughts on London Marathon when it was hot last year and and I did an interview after the race and and you know everyone was like wow like amazing and, <laughs> and I was like fuck like I got like four miles into this race and I was done <laughs> like my brain was telling me like hey you're done like and it was hot and my breathing was bad because of the, probably the allergies and oh my goodness that was some day like I got the eight miles and my legs were so heavy and 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 people were dropping off and people were dropping back and 
I told you guys I got the halfway and Haas is standing there and he's like, awesome, like 68 minutes at halfway, like perfect. And in my head, I'm thinking he has no fucking clue. I'm about to drop out. I'm about to pull off to the side of the road here and call it a day. And then I get to 16 and I'm thinking, I'm too far away from the hotel to drop out. I'm just going to have to keep going for a bit. And and I'm not kidding. And then I think I get to like 18, 19 and people are pissing me off because they're like drafting on me and I'm shouting at them. And it was just a day. Oh my goodness. That was, that was an emotional roller coaster. But the coping strategy that day wasn't a mantra, wasn't change the channel, wasn't positive thinking. I just, I just told myself, look, you, you've complained so much, but you just ran a 508 mile. So don't you think you're complaining for no reason? And and I decided to just, if the next mile was a good one, trust it and trust that I was okay. And and even though it was really tough, anything that's tough in life, guys, like usually most of us are only out there competing for less than one hour. If it's a school kid, it's 15 minutes of your life. Come on, guys, you got that. 15 minutes? It's going to be over and you'll either regret not trying as hard as you could or you'll 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 quit because you kind of give up on yourself and 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 you don't have to do that. You, you running is also fun and enjoyment. Nobody said when you start a race you have to take yourself to like that red line or you have to take yourself to a place that you don't like to go. You don't have to do that. I'm not telling people not to work hard. There's a difference. If if your expectation is that you want to finish a race, you want to fall on the floor, you want to throw up, that's a fucking awful expectation. First of all, I've never thrown up after a race. I also don't think I've collapsed either. Maybe after a marathon, I'm pretty beat up. But I don't flog myself. I love running. It's not punishment. But I go out there and I run and I work hard and I do it on a daily basis. But my goal isn't to like pass out at the end of a race or throw up or my legs be so heavy I can't stand. Fuck that. If I wanted to do that, I'd be like, I don't know, I'd get someone to like abuse me. That's so stupid. But yet it is some people's goal. And I'm not trying to call you out on that. I'm just trying to say, be realistic with expectations. Like if you're going into a goal, a race, and you're setting the goal and you're setting it as, hey, I want to medal. Can you medal? You know, you know when the the time is to, to talk about medals? Four months before the race. And then do everything that you can in your power to do everything that you can to give yourself the best chance of that medal. But on race day, the plan should not be a medal. The plan should just be executing your race plan. And that's it. If you think the best chance of you meddling is to go out front and run as hard as you can for six kilometer cross country, that's what you got to do. If you think the best chance of you meddling is to run the first 3K quite controlled, maybe you're going to be in 10th place and then you know that some of the guys that want to medal that day can't, so they're going to fall back and then you're going to finish strong in the last K, then that's what you got to do. So I hope that helps. Um... I'm, I still have ongoing mental battles. Um, I think I will for the rest of my career. I don't think they go anywhere. Um, when I talk to you guys about the work with Gary and the pillars, the five pillars, the whole point of those five pillars is to make sure that the negative shit that's going on is only 
running related hopefully and not life as well because if i'm trying to sort life out less of the negative or worrying things going on the week before a race less of it should be in my control that i could have got rid of dental problems health problems family problems money problems these are all things that i want to already have taken care of and then all i'm having to deal with on race day is my brain going hey what if you can't run 213 today scully and i'm gonna go well i think i trained hard enough so shut the fuck up and i'm gonna run 213 and and that that's it that's that's how you cope you sometimes you have to tell it to bugger off like Bradley Wiggins in the Tour de France talked about it being the chimp and he talked about not wanting to name it a chimp. He he said, it's just a part of me. These negative thoughts are just a part of me. But he's like, I, I just, I don't, I don't feed it. I just, sometimes I just tell my chimp to bugger off, I think is what he said. And I think that's another one. Like a lot of people will become overwhelmed. And once you become overwhelmed by negativity and negative thoughts and, and negative thinking, you let it overwhelm you. And that's like feeding it. You're feeding the chimp. But all you need to do, even if you really struggle with this, all you need to do is write three things on your hand that will stop you doing that. And that's your mantras. So good luck, everybody, with that. Hope it pays off. Hope today helped. Um, have a good day.